Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome everybody to the Chakraway Meditation Podcast. Today I'm joined by Isabeau Maxwell. Now Isabeau is a medium and a spiritual teacher um, based in Colorado and has um, a fantastic sort of range of things that she does with the book. She's developed a whole method of teaching spirituality and There is so much going on, and I'm so fascinated to hear how you got there to begin with. But first of all, welcome, Bo. How are you? I am fantastic. Thank you for having me. I've been looking forward to meeting with you. That's so kind of you to say. I really appreciate that so much. So you have this um, massive range of things that you do all around (laughs) the spiritual, mediumship, um, you know, energetic space area, and it's there's so much going on for you, and it you seem really, you know, you are busy. You're an author. You've written a book. You've developed a whole set of teaching skills and and um, methods. That's the word I'm looking for. Um, so, how just let's hear a little bit about your journey, about how you got here to begin with. What drew you to the spiritual side of life? Uh, it's fun because I'm listening and I'm in my head, I'm thinking in a very humble way. I mean, I've been doing it for like 18 years. So, (laughs) so to be fair, right. It's, it's not, I didn't get all that done recently. Um, you know, like the book came out 2011 and I started teaching the, the main course back in 2008. So, I mean, yeah, I'm very busy and stuff like this, but it's, but I've been out there doing it a long time. My main focus is uh, intuition, but how I came to it is kind of interesting. And I feel like it's created 
me as this poster child of why I'm doing it, which makes sense for most everyone, right? Yeah. But I think I'm doing this. I'm out here teaching people how to access their intuition because I'm that poster child of if I can do it, you can do it type thing. Uh, I wasn't raised in a religious family, spiritual family. I didn't have religion or spirituality. Uh, for the first 32 years of my life, I was a skeptic. I mean, not active. I wasn't trying to prove anyone wrong, mm. but I was, uh, I had no time for it or interest in it because it wasn't real. Yeah. I have a math degree from college or my friends on the other side of the globe says university, you know, I have a math degree with a minor in chemistry. I mean, it's just, that's, I was one plus one equals two. None of that stuff was real. I was 32. My grandmother passed away. We were a couple thousand miles apart across the country and I couldn't, I could be there via phone in the hospice room. My, my aunt made sure that I was at least on the phone um, and she passed and it was devastating because many people will relate. She was pretty much my mom, you know, and, um, and I was devastated that I couldn't be there as well. So I come out, my family, uh, decided to go to the grocery store to pick up some stuff for me, very sweet and kind. And I was alone middle of the day, standing in my living room and she showed up. There's like, there's no other way. And I was frightened. And, uh, it was, it was impactful because it was directly in front of me. She was about 70% solid and the cheeky little lady turned and looked at me, smiled and winked and then disappeared. And I, uh, my initial response was panic. And then my second response was don't tell anybody cause they'll think you're crazy. Yeah. And <laughs> And then uh, situation and sign and what I used to call coincidences were massive. The next morning, my husband was like, I had a dream about your grandma. It was very realistic. This is what she was wearing. And I'm like, that's what she was wearing yesterday when she showed up, you know? So it, I finally got the courage to start saying something and exploring it as a possibility. Leaping forward 18 years, here I am. So <laughs> I would have never guessed or thought that this would be my path but it is and I'm really actually very grateful yeah so from that initial experience where where your grandmother showed up and you were like this is irrefutable can't deny that that happened um you you were suddenly like well I kind of now have to believe in this stuff that I previously did not believe in I have to have a massive shift in my mindset and not only that, but I'm going to expand it, not only from mediumship, because that's a kind of, you know, and in a one way, you could have just gone in that one direction. But you're also teaching people about how to really tap into their intuition. And this is the thing that I find really fascinating. And, and I think is, is actually really important work, because I feel like, in this day and age, you know, in the world that we live in, we are told so much stuff and we're, you know, so much stuff is assumed or it's just like, well, I've got no choice, but I've got to do X, Y, and Z because that's the way the world works or whatever. And we follow, we follow our noses in terms of just like what being led by our noses, you know, we're just being led through life and we don't give our intuition as much of a chance 
And I feel, I hope, I feel that there is more people becoming more and more open to that minute by minute, day by day. And that it really excites me. So your work is really important because all those people who are like, well, I thought those people were crazy. And now, <laughs> now yeah. I'm like, maybe there's something in it. So, so, I mean, this is a development that's, that's happens like so from the age of, you know, from all those years, well, it'd be too brief from those several, just a few short years ago. <laughs> just a couple years ago, I, you know, I may or may not be 50 now, but yes, at 32, uh, yeah, that opened up. Yeah. So, so where did you take it to next? Having, having had that experience, because I can imagine that a lot of people could have had, could have a similar explanation, could have experience rather, and then just gone, well, that's just a good story that I can tell at a party, but not actually kind of go there and really explore it big time. I love that because I ran into a lot of people, especially in the beginning, I ran into a lot of individuals who were like, well, I don't believe in any of that. And then they would always, every single time, follow it up with, but there was this one time. And then they always had a story. And it was like, wow, we all do have that one time. For me, it's been an interesting transformation. I feel very grounded today in the clarity of why all of this happened to me, because now I see why I'm of service, because you're spot on. Yeah, it's, you know, because you know, it really is opening up. And people are starting to reconnect with their direct connection to their source. And it, it's it's hopefully stepping out of the, you know, fantastic, you know, famous, you know, type thing and getting into, no, we, we all have this. Mm. And in the begin 18 years ago, it, I was explaining to people what a medium was, you know, because I came out before a lot of the pop culture shows a lot of, before a lot of people were talking about it on social media mm. and today people just know what it is. So that's, that's a positive and that's the first step, right. To being able to open it up. I also tell people uh, something else I was thinking about when, with what you were saying is I try to remind people that just because my grandmother showed up that day didn't mean it was instantly turned on. Boom. I can see everything. And all of a sudden I'm into intuitive. Mm. It was far from that actually, uh, after she showed up and after I got the courage to, Oh, this is funny. This is how far out of the circle I was of intuition. I racked my brain because my social circle nowhere near any of this. Right. So I racked my brain and I went, wait a minute. In one of my previous companies, I hired a Tai Chi instructor. So I called that Tai Chi instructor up and, you know, bless this man for being so loving to a woman that at the time was not maybe as compassionate as I could have been. And I called him up and I remember saying to him, okay, you're the weirdest guy I know. I need you to help me. <laughs> and I, I, get, I partially feel like admitting this just to apologize and be like, own how I approached him, but he just loved me through it. And he was like, he, he was like, okay. And he started me with yes and no intuition and, you know, using either a pendulum or your body, just really feeling the difference between when your intuition says yes and no, which I tell everybody, please do that as much as you can in any way that you can, because that will open up your channel. And that took me months to do. And I was using it with her. 
And then when she started giving me proof that was absolutely undeniable, I was like, okay, wow, you're, you're now, this is, you can't make it up. Mm. So I have to believe. Then I started to see her a little bit more and very vaguely. Uh, So it wasn't something that just turned right on. And I always want to make sure to let people know that from there, I met my first uh, spirit guide. I didn't even know what spirit guides were when I met him, which is really funny to me today. But I met him. I worked with him for about a year, year to two years. And he was the one that trained me to open my intuition. After that, I did what I thought I was supposed to do, which was got an office, started doing professional readings, had to explain to people what they were because this was so long ago. Um, And then I just, that's what I did. That's what I thought I was supposed to do. And my guide said, I need you to go back to our training. And I had like journals of, of information from all of it. And I said, I need you to go back and I need you to take everything I taught you and put it together and bring it out and, and, have people also do this. Mm. And that was really the birth of the sage method. And I could only get it down to seven weeks. Cause I'm like two years. Yeah. I got to get that down as fast as I can, but it's all the tools compacted down. And it really is the course that says, if everyone can do it, if Bo can do it, you can here d- try all these tools and you'll see what happens. It's, it's fantastic. Okay. So Lots of questions from there. So first of all, <laughs> I want to go back to this um, intuition. So I want you to give me what your definition of intuition is, because when I think of intuition instantly, because I'm you know all about the chakras, I'm like, this is third eye. This is knowing. This is higher self. It's your inner guidance. It's just trusting that you, the I am that listens to all the rubbish that you say to yourself every day, knows better and is going to actually be able to speak up for itself and say the right thing, you know, tell you the truth. But teaching people how to tap into that is, so yeah, sorry, I'm rambling. (laughs) What is your definition of intuition or being an intuitive because those things quite often they sit side by side but they're quite different in different little buckets I feel yes uh, for me intuition is allowing our spirit to speak it's allowing our it's allowing source to actually come through my approach to intuition how it's different than how it's been for you know, the past recent years for, for many is that it's not something that it's not a muscle that as you use it, it builds stronger. I don't, that doesn't, that doesn't, you know, align so much with me. What I see more of what's more effective for students is it's already there. It's already wide open. Your third eye is already there. It's not like you got to go get one, (laughs) right? It's already there. It's already completely open. However, the blocks is what's stopping you from being able to utilize it. And that's really the approach with the SAGE method. It's not so much like how to become intuitive. You already are. It's what's in the way. And let's get that out of the way. So if I can... um, I love what you were saying, because if I can kind of jump on and speak in the terms that you were talking in, 
we, the way that I teach it is that we have three bodies. We have the spiritual body, which is our spirit. We have the physical body. We know what that is. We're walking around in it. Right. And then we have what I call the programming body, which is our human mind on linear time. So think of those as if they're lined up spiritual body on the left programming body in the middle, and then you've got your physical body on the right. Intuition comes from the spiritual body through the spiritual body first. It needs to go through that programming body and land in the physical body in the third eye to be able to deliver information. Intuition is the sixth sense using the other five senses, which are rooted in the physical body. So in essence, what you have is you have intuition coming through the spiritual body, but it's being blocked by the programming body. That third eye is wide open. It's ready to just be like, here we go. But that programming body, that human mind on linear time is just, it's got so much in the way. And so the practice of, I don't want to say pushing it aside, but letting that rest or letting that fall to the wayside for a moment in order to let the information come through the spiritual body, through the programming body and through the physical body. That's really the key to it. That's really... That's really the flow. Yeah. So when you're talking about the programming body, you're talking about the 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 programming that we all have, the thought patterns that go, that can't possibly be true because, you know, that's X, Y, and Z, whatever reason. Like all the excuses that we that we do to block out those things. Yeah. Oh yeah, can't can't be true because I was taught that wasn't the right way to do whatever it is. Yeah. I I I think that's a very very smart way of putting it and so is this the this is the sage method so when you say sage and it's in capital letters is that an an acronym for something is it is it shortened or is it just sage as in wisdom sage it's uh, overall it's just sage and wisdom um you know spirituality alignment growth and empowerment is a really big piece to it um when we are overwhelmed, we're not intuitive. When we are um, highly stressed, it's hard to access our intuition. When we are in a, a, a state of either low vibration, negativity, denial, stress, overload, that programming body just, it slams up a huge wall between the spiritual body and the physical body and it doesn't allow the intuition to pour through. And the result of that is we think that we're not intuitive So for me, sage is really about spirituality is yours. It's not something assigned by somebody else. It's yours. It's already within you. Uh, You know, alignment is saying, okay, I recognize that the programming body is getting in the way. What steps can I take to relax that so I can receive intuition? And then growth and empowerment are important because if we're doing our inner work, then we are, it's going to be easier and easier and easier to manifest, to guide, to uh, receive information. So for me, it's, it's intuition is more, it's a, it's a, not a reaction, but what's the word I'm looking for? It's a result of empowerment. Yeah. It's just that matter of believing yourself because we've been programmed not to believe what comes popping up in our minds you go oh no I'll just ignore that one <laughs> just I'm just not- gonna ignore that one and belief is such a habit isn't it yeah that was what really hit me very early on because I was so skeptic um I'm a Taurus I'm type A I'm only child you could just put all of the tags on me 
yeah. as to how, how in the world did this woman become intuitive? But um, th- that doubt piece was really very big for me. I mean, I would have a moment that was undeniable. Can't make it up. Oh my gosh. Two days later, is this real? Like I, that was a pattern. Did I make that up? Is that how? And it was actually someone close to me that said, stop, please stop. Because two days ago, you just told me what happened and you can't make that up. So it is real. And then I started to realize, wow, I'm automatically doubting myself, even Mm -hmm. though I've had proof. This is like an automatic thing. So I started to look into the functions of all of it. And it's a habit, just like any other habit. It's a Mm -hmm. synapsis in the brain firing in a certain direction. So in order to be or even become an intuitive, so rather from going just being intuitive, and I think that probably most people will go, yeah, I'm fairly intuitive. I can follow my gut instincts. I can, you know, I kind of have feels about certain things. But to become an intuitive, which is kind of like a title, if you like, um, what does what does that mean to you? being an intuitive to be an intuitive meaning um actively reading other people to help them yeah is that kind of what you're talking about yeah I think so I mean I I guess I'm you know as as I mean people are pretty used to this now that I'm I do these interviews in a really self-interested way because <laughs> I'm interested and I'm hoping other people are interested too. But when you start talking about intuit- intuition and you're saying, you know, using that yes, no, and and I've used that a lot, you know, you just center into your center, you ask and you, and the yes, you feel the energy rise, you feel no, you feel the energy sink. You you hold um, food to your chest to hold anything to your chest and ask and if it's a yes your body leans forward if it's a no the body goes back and the thing that I use for my chakra readings is this pendulum a very unconventional pendulum that those of you who've had a reading with me will recognize and and I rely you know I I feel when I'm doing a reading that I don't know, you know, I mean, I could be reading you. I've not met you before. You're just there on Zoom and I'm asking, you know, how's her relationship with her family? And it goes, it's great. And I go, fantastic. How's her relationship with food? Not great. Okay. I have no idea in myself, but this tells me. And then I go to the person afterwards and I say, okay, this is what I found. Relationship with family, great. Relationship with food, not so great. How do you feel about that? You know, does that resonate? And they're like, holy cow. Yes. (laughs) And I have no idea where or how this information comes to me. I just trust in this. And that's that it blows my mind. So I guess I'm looking for answers. (laughs) How the hell am I doing this? (laughs) Well, uh, the first thing that really hits me when um, I hear about your flow and how you approach it is you're out of your own way. You, you have succeeded in finding a way to get out of your own way. The things that drop accuracy dramatically are opinions, are um, judgment. I don't mean in a bad way. I just mean we're human. We judge. Mm-hmm. Um, and just, I know that that, well, maybe it's this or maybe logic, trying mm-hmm. to figure it all out. And what I'm hearing from you is that you walk, you step into the intuitive moment 
not with a decision on what you think it's going to be. And also when you get the information, you don't try to like over figure it out. And it's those things. And that's so, so I love the analogy we used earlier, because what I'm talking about there is the programming mind, those programming mind doors just shutting. And, Mm -hmm. and now, you know, so I'll give you an example. Every, on a rare occasion, I'll go to a reader. Um, I try to go to readers that don't know me (laughs) and I'll go to a reader. And um, I went to one and she was so, um, she was so good. And I could see the minute her left brain, her logical and her opinion came into the reading because it went from a hundred percent accuracy to like nada. And I sat down with her, um, just a really kind woman. It wasn't intentional. She was really kind. I sat down with her. She's like, I have a woman coming through. She's like four foot 10. I think it's your grandma on your mom's side. I'm like, that's spot on. This is wonderful. This woman's tapped in. Yes, that's absolutely her. Because I'm sitting there in the room looking at my four foot 10 grandmother, right? Who's talking to her. So I'm having this moment of like, wow, this is awesome. Yeah. She's like, and here's the connection. She's talking about a connection with a family member. Yes. Spot on. Absolutely. Okay. Well, she thinks that you should heal this like right now, because, you know, family's family and you really need to, you you can, you you never, ever separate from family. You never, ever, you know, set any sort of boundaries like this with family and it instantly. And I, and I, I turned to my grandmother and she, and she was like, no, 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 no. And she just sort of faded away what happened was she tapped into a very real dynamic that was happening. And then her heart her went, Oh no, everything should be good. You know? And I'm like, but right now that's actually not where it should be. So um, once our opinions come in, you don't let your opinion in mm. and because it's not about your opinion. Yeah. And, and I say that with absolute love and, and, yeah, and no, yeah. I know. And yeah. do you know what? It's really interesting when that's you why that. you're so good at it. Because the other day when I, I was doing a reading, like a casual reading for a, for a friend, you know, and so I was, I hadn't sort of d- done the whole preamble of just going into a nice meditative state. I was just like, okay, let's just find out a few things. And, and I could tell when my, in, when my opinion took over and I was like, actually, as I'm doing this, no, that's, that's, that reading's for me. That's for me. That's not you. That's me. <laughs> yes. Okay. Forget that. Scrap that. I felt that. I felt that I did that. And here's when it comes to intuitives who are professional, they're whether they're paid or not, whether they're out there helping with intuition or whether this is their um, actual job. When it comes to anyone in that category, this is why I say it's not a muscle that if you use it, it gets stronger. Because when people hear that message, they think, well, I just have to do a whole bunch of intuitive exercises and and I just have to do a bunch of readings. And then the more readings I do, the better it will get actually not the case. What I've witnessed years of this is as much as you focus on catching yourself, getting in your own way, that's what improves your accuracy. When you learn yourself and you learn to feel that, like you just said, this is why you're so good at the readings because you can feel it. You you know, and, and, and I know when I do readings, I go, Oh, here, look at me. I just got pulled right on in and now I'm all curious. Yeah. It has nothing to do with me, Bo. Let's get back to this. Right. 
So when somebody can train, focus on training themselves to catch the, the judgment, the opinion, and the, the logic and the trying to figure it out, the more they can do that and catch it and identify it, the more they can distinguish between when it's actually intuition and it's actually imagination fueled by their own thoughts, that right there, that is what skyrockets in intuitive. I love that. That's really, it's really great to hear. It's lovely to speak to somebody who understands it when I don't. <laughs> sometimes, you know, <laughs> I, I I baffle myself sometimes with all of this. And it's interesting because I did at the beginning of this year, I did a psychic development course and um, it was a fantastic course and I loved it. It was with a girl called Natty Beats who I have interviewed in the past. And um on the course, there were, I don't know how many others, 20 or something of people on the course. And it was live channel stuff coming through. And, and everybody on the course was like, oh, my God, I've connected with my spirit guide and I'm receiving messages and this and that and the other. And I'm just sitting here like in the corner going, well, I don't know. I mean, nothing's happening for me. I'm not going, you know, I was I got in, I got, not that I got in my own way, because I was really open to it. And it did shift something within me big time. Yeah. But it wasn't this. So I'm interested because you also teach psychic and um, psychic, you know, development and mediumship development, both of which I feel are very different. You know, there are there are mediums who don't do psychic, there are psychics who don't do mediumship. And then there are some people who do everything fine. You know? <laughs> yeah. That's all good. But um, how do you how do you go about teaching a psychic ability? Because I found the course that I did fascinating because it was just channel stuff. It was just like, OK, it's just landed. It's light code. It's whatever. It'll ha it'll show up when it needs to. <laughs> and it has. But mysteriously. Exactly. Well, it, and, and I see I describe it the exact same way that you're describing it. There's mediumship on one side, psychic on the other, and then everyone's going to fall somewhere on that spectrum in between. And I do fall very far over on the medium side. I do. When I have psychic moments, it's like the best day ever. I'm like, oh my gosh, I knew that. How cool is that? Right. But <laughs> It's very different. And so the first step is for people to understand the difference so that they can feel it within themselves mm. so that they can recognize it and identify it and go, oh yeah, I think I'm more, a little bit more psychic right now or a little bit more mediumship. Mediumship is, a, is uh, the analogy I like to use is that if the person that you're reading is a body of water, like a small pond, and there's a dock that goes out, a, a psychic can walk off the end of that dock, jump into the body of water, submerge themselves in the energy of the entire thing, swim over here. What am I getting? Swim over here. What am I getting? It's a free flow, immersed kind of experiencing of energy. And this is true for picking up information on people, locations, events, et cetera. A medium, however, body of water represents the person the medium's reading there's a dock the medium has to go out on the dock and stand there and like wait for a boat to come up with like a loved one in the boat that goes okay I'll tell you about something and then you get in the boat and it brings you over to this one part of the lake and it goes well dive in here get a little information come back to the boat that's so mediums are very reliant on on getting information from a conscious being I tell people if I lose my keys I can't just like 
picture where they are, but if a deceased person shows up, I can ask them where are my keys, right? So this is the difference between the two. So do you feel like you're submerged and things are just coming or do you feel like you're having a conversation? Um, and many people have, have both situations, but yes, I definitely teach both because, um, and I have experiments in the course that hold you in a lot of different ways, fast, slow questions, no questions, you know, a lot of these types of things that you can kind of self-test to figure out. The biggest message um, throughout the Sage Method course itself with all the training is when you figure out how your intuition uniquely works for you, it just wide open. It just, once you click in that, I was at a workshop recently and I just did a video on this, <laughs> but uh, I was at a workshop recently and I was teaching, you know, how to experiment with your intuition and the, the people paired off and one woman was sitting with the person she was reading close to her holding their hand and she sat with her for a while and then they separated to different sides of the room. So now their energy is far from each other with the intent of energy, you know, being far from each other. And she said, it's interesting when I was near her, I got like details of situations. But when I was a, far away from her energetically, I got the emotions behind it. And I'm like, that's cool because for me, in order to get emotions in an intuitive reading, I need to energetically come closer, right? So it's different for everyone. There's no formula on this is how you pick up this. And the best thing you can do is play with it. Be close, be far, you know, try different elements, try different days, morning, night, full stomach, you know, non-stomach or empty stomach, full stomach, mm -hmm. just all the different things you try and then get excited when you find something that works and go, Oh, look at that. Yeah. I do really well. I have one student years back and I love her and she's one of my favorite examples. I teach the, the very, the really basic yes and no cards, positive, negative cards, and you hold them and you see what you get. Um, and you do 20 of them and you see how many you can do. And she's like, I, this is, I can't, I can get like two. And she struggled. She tried everything. And then all of a sudden she reached out to me and she said, I got 18 out of 20 last night. And I was like, hey, what did you do? I was so excited. She goes, I brought the bowl of cards into the bathtub. And I was like, okay. She is currently a reader and she has a bowl of water on her desk and she puts her hand in the water to read. Oh my Lord. I love that. I, it, it's fascinating to me. I love my job because I mean, once you've taught tens of thousands of people, you see so much yeah. on how the human body connects to intuition and it's fun. I, yeah. I know so many unique readers. Yeah. I mean, that is, it is, it is endlessly fascinating. This whole mm -hmm. spectrum of spirituality and psychic and mediumship thing I find fascinating and and I don't know why everybody doesn't find it utterly fascinating simply because the fact that um you know we will all die we are all going to end up as a spirit and and it's an interesting one you know I have this conversation quite frequently with people about about um about what happens after you know life after death if you like you know what happens after and I say to people you know listen I have talked to enough mediums and people who are 
so sure of this that I can't disbelieve it. I have no grounds on which to go, that's a load of hooey and I don't believe it. Because I've talked to people who I I consider sane, bright, intelligent people. (laughs) (laughs) But I have this this innate belief, really deep held belief that, you know, after death, something happens, your spirit carries on. We're all just spirits living in these lovely meaty bodies. And aren't we lucky to have them? What a special experience. And, and it's a very interesting thing to have conversations with people who just don't have religion and they don't necessarily have spirituality and they just go, yeah, well, you know, it's just dust, man. You know, it's just it. You're out. Yeah. you're just gone and I'm like no no you're not like absolutely not I and and I love the fact so do you do you I mean you must have that conversation frequently when people who you don't know meet you and you go yeah I'm a medium and they go you what yeah that stuff's not real it's like okay okay um I went through quite the transition um myself with it I was at first absolutely consumed with what people thought of me absolutely consumed. Um, It's very common, very natural. It's a very common thing with a lot of people's programming. And that was my programming. Um, So I'm grateful that I'm free of that at this point. Um, And now when I interact with someone, I see them for where they're at. Like that's the role that they are currently happily playing. That's where they're at. So I've, I've over the years have realized there's no like requirement to shift anyone or there's no right or wrong. Uh, So there's no cultural right or wrong. I mean, there is, let's be good people. Right. I mean, but spiritually and only spiritually it's on path or off path. And if someone tried to force me into spirituality at 25, they would have forced me off path. I would have never had all these experiences that I had today. So both the good and the bad and the human is a reflection of on path and off path in the spiritual. So the best thing that anyone that we can do is just sort of say awesome and and love somebody exactly where they are, because it's the seed planting. We've heard that like plant a seed, you know, and not like plant a seed to like (laughs) change their mind, but Plant a possibility. That's a better way to say it. Talk about a possibility that's out there and give them that opportunity to explore that possibility if they want to, um, because then synchronicities might start aligning for them and they might be able to really step into that. I I will say I would never go back. I would mm-hmm. never go back to to life before spirituality. I would never, I would never go back to life before my grandmother showed up because I I can today see how empty it was. Um, but back then I couldn't. Back then I was like, this is what life is. Yeah. So yeah. No, I think I, I agree with you. You know, I but it's like anything when you when you understand something and you know it to be true you can't just forget that <laughs> it's like no no, no absolutely absolutely um, but but it's we were, we've all been like 22 though right and had like that 55 year old go well what about this and we're like nah yeah nah. yeah true 
but I found, I don't know, in my personal experience, you know, I've had, um, you know, fairly recently, I suppose in the last year or so, um, quite interesting conversations, like, first of all, with my parents who are, um, you know, in their 80s and very aware that, you know, all of their friends, you know, they spend half their lives going to funerals and so on. And they're aware, you know, they're, they've been together for over 60 years and they're terrified of being apart, but they know that it's going to end. And so, and they have no spirituality and no religion whatsoever. And so talking to them, just dropping these little nuggets of potential, I just do it because I want to give them a little bit of, I want to them to feel like that it's not because my mum is like completely well that's it you're gone kind of person and I'm just like well, you don't why not open your mind to the potential like what's the harm in entertaining the possibility of of the fact that you know you and dad could actually have a really lovely eternity together with your spirits and you know you maybe you're lucky and you'll you know have another lifetime together at some point because you know they met when she was 17 and then that was that you know <laughs> that 80 something is like mind-blowing but, but um, the, the closest that I'm sorry, go ahead. No, just, no, no, I'm rambling. Jumped right on in. The closest that I've had in the conversation, because I've sat with people who are actively transitioning into passing. Um, the one conversation that I find that opens up some thought is how do you see with your eyes? If your eyes are made up, up of, you know, the, the material carbon, right? And your eyeglasses are also made up of the exact same material. Then how are you seeing out of your eyes? Why aren't you seeing out of your eyeglasses? And so kind of getting to the driver in the car, you know, your body's the car, who's driving it, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So sort of getting them to like approach that sense of, of being a conscious being and maybe that there's something there because when you pass, you know, what happened, where do you go? You know, but, but we've, those conversations have always been really helpful uh, that literally, if you think you're looking out of your eyeballs, <laughs> that's, there's somebody actually driving the, the, the boat or the car. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's been very helpful. And also the discussion, I think a lot of people are very fearful of, um, and I want to, I want to really speak to this correctly because everyone's spiritual path is really important to them. And everyone, and there some people are on a very strong religious path too. That's very important to them. But I think some people can be afraid of stepping into that because they have some self-judgment on what they've seen out in the world. Perhaps there is a particular, um, they've interacted with people from a particular religion that were um, shaming or you know, my way is the only way you're wrong. Right. And so maybe they have a viewpoint of a belief system being hurtful. So sometimes I'll have discussions with, you can have a belief system and, and you can actually never tell anyone about that belief system if you don't want to. Yeah. Um, and it's not going to change if you're a good person because uh, religion and such does not define if you're a good person or not. Um, so having a belief or being open to a possibility isn't going to change you and the quality of who you are as a person. And it's not going to require you to influence anyone else or change anyone else or anything like that. When you free people from that concept that maybe they've had bad experiences in the past, then, then sometimes they do open up to, oh, okay, so I can 
be open to these ideas just inside. I don't even need to wear it on my sleeve. Yeah, 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 exactly. Oh, I love that. And what's <laughs> I've got a, oh, a no. dumb question for you. So, oh, have you frozen? You've frozen. Hold on, let me check my Wi-Fi. No, I'm good. <laughs> Are you there? You're back. Did did we go too deep? Did we like was that too much? It might have been. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Oh, God. Well, we should probably wind up. I mean, I honestly feel like I could speak to you all day, Bo, because I find this, you know, this is endlessly fascinating. I have like, I've got scribbles here, so many more questions. I think, I think perhaps, you know, what I'd love to do actually is invite the listeners to ask, you know, to, to come up with their own dumb questions, because I was about to ask a really dumb question. And um, I'm maybe going to hold off from that. And we'll have a dumb question session where yes. we can ask Isabeau about everything that we've ever wanted to know about intuition, spirituality, mediumship, psychic abilities, yes. all of that stuff, because it is yeah so send me send me your questions i'll compile them and we'll we'll do another session together because i feel like we've got so much we haven't even got into manifestations yet um you know uh another big question that i wanted to ask you is do you think that intuition and source are the same are they connected just like there's a lot of big big questions that i feel like we could really delve into so will you oh we could talk about like the space in between the molecules there's so much yeah please Mm -hmm. can we do that okay there's a part two coming soon everybody okay (laughs) thank you so so much for today um and i think also there comes a time when there's so much that one can kind of absorb and take in your website is the sagecommunity.com is that correct Oh, it's the sagemethod.com. Sage method. Oh, yeah. yeah. Sorry, I must have been looking at the, yeah, I was looking at the enrollment page. Oh, um, yeah. The, I With the sagemethod.com, it's great because I try to keep everything there. Like if you want to find anything, that's the, the main depot, you could say. Yeah, perfect. So all of your stuff is there. We haven't even talked about your book, but, you know, we mentioned it in passing. There is a book. Just look up Ezebo Maxwell and you will find her everywhere but the sagemethod.com is the place to find her oh, I, think I need to go and have a little lie down now thanks Bo it's been an absolute <laughs> pleasure well I'm looking forward to part two me too